ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Hard to Paint with David Grubb, and I am glad to welcome back to the show my friend, my brother from another, my colleague on multiple things now, um, the one and only Mr. Ronald Ages. Ron, welcome back, brother. It's been too long, man, too long, man, but I'm glad to be back. It's a sad occasion. We're both not Knicks fans anymore, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But, man, that tombstone you made for me had my family rolling. <laughs> I had it rolling. And I'm telling you, I'm, look, man, I'm going to tell you something. You got to have a – we're going to start calling you Swami. Like, the next LeVar, like LeVar Ball's distant cousin or something, boy, because you speak stuff into existence in ways I have never seen before. Ever. Man, I'll start with the Knicks thing because it became it took a life of his own on real quick. Because after the draft, when the Knicks gave up all the picks and, <laughs> and decided that they would go clear space to bring in Jalen Brunson. Yes. Jalen Brunson. And we looked at that team and we and I said at the beginning, like going all the way. Not the beginning of last season, into the previous season when the Knicks won the division and yeah. were a playoff team, had home court in the first round against the Hawks. I told people then, I said, that's all an illusion. None of this is real. It's not real. Next, I'll next take season. it further back than that. I'll take it further back than that. You said Tom Thibodeau wasn't it. And, and I, hired you. I said, I, both, I said, man, you crazy. Don't make no sense. We get, the Knicks finally got some credibility. And this guy will not, I'm serious, he only wants to play guys from the 2011 Chicago Bulls. Derrick Rose, Todd Gibson, all them old cats. I'm surprised he didn't bring Carlos Boozer back. I mean, that's all he will play. Bringing in Cam Reddish, he will not play anybody. That is what's happening. Yes, you will not play anybody. No minutes. Under the age of 21. Emmanuel quickly. Yes. Can't get minutes. Like, not the way he's supposed to. No. And you have decided, the Knicks decided that Julius Randle, Julius Randle was going to be their offensive centerpiece to build around. And then you decided that R.J. Barrett, who is a good basketball player, a good one, but is not going to lead your team anywhere. He's not going to elevate your team. He doesn't make you better. He may, he can, he's a functional NBA small forward. Yes. But if you got rid of R.J. Barrett to put another functional NBA small forward, you'd not know the difference if he was there or not. Basically, not because, because of Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is – Tom. it's amazing. Tom Thibodeau – is Frank Vogel employed? All he says, all he sees is a defensive personality to his team. When in basketball, you have to score points. There's no leadership in the locker room, so it's obvious he does not talk to his players. We saw that with the Kimball Walker thing. Look, 
the Kimmel Walker thing did not work out. The it Charlotte was never Bobcat going to work. Because the Charlotte Bobcats slash Charlotte Hornets blew his knees out. And they did the same thing they did with Gerald Wallace. They worked him and worked him. And, worked, and when their bodies gave out, they just passed him on to another team. Boston. Kimba didn't have it in Boston. Kimba <laughs> didn't have it in Charlotte. Kimba didn't. He's you don't in the NBA, you cannot rely on volume shooting small guards. The only one in the league that is that this is that this works for is Steph Curry. Now you can say Trey Young, but Trey Young has shown you that he can score, but he can't win by himself. Steph is different. That's the reason Isaiah Thomas is still the only lead guard under 6'3 to win a championship. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a reason why this and even this then he changed and even then he changed his game chuck Daly said do you want to have fun or do you want to be a winner and win a championship and he had to change his game and sacrifice so and in this in this era we we have we have officially seen the way based on what has happened in brooklyn this era is not going to sacrifice unless they are in san francisco california the golden state warriors before we move into that, I'm going to say, since we gave up on the Knicks, you and I gave up on the Knicks, and for me and for you, it's roughly 38 years of fandom. 38 years, we talking, of fandom with this team. Mm-hmm. And I had people who are also Knicks fans who are also starting to come around and see the light. But you also, which I had folks who, and I said, look, I'm going to always have Pat. I'm going to always have Bernard King. I'm going to always have Mello and Steph and Oak, and Starks, and Mace, and somebody had the nerve to come at me and tell me Mace and Oak were not studs. Now, Mace and Oak... How old were they? But how old were they? That's the thing. Were they born in... Were they born in 2010? Anybody... Like, there is such a limited information... There's such a limited understanding of what the game was like. Yes, and a lack of respect for what the game was like. Mm-hmm. You can understand that the game has changed. You can understand that players evolve. But you have to give people credit for being great in their time. Yes. I'm, I'm, never, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say Charles Oakley should be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you this. Charles Oakley got a rebounding title. Charles yep. Oakley got all-star game appearances. Charles Oakley was an important player on a team that made the finals and was a regular contender in the East. And Charles Oakley meant something to the New York Knicks. If you are and a Knicks played- in the league you look you don't play 20 years in the league and not been with, with no talent okay look we know from 17 feet charles oakland cannot throw it in the ocean we understand that but we know he can control that locker room with leadership everybody's going to do what they're supposed to do and that man couldn't jump but he could pull down 20 boards but he exactly and he knew but see knowing how to play is not going to show up on a stat sheet and all the stuff that the Draymond Greens of the world get to do now, talk to Anthony Mason about that. Talk to Anthony Absolutely. Mason about being essentially the point forward for the New York Knicks for two years where he brought the ball up on a, against Scottie Pippen when they played the mm. Bulls. When they, he brought the ball up against the, the toughest defenders when they played the Miami Heat or the Pacers. It was in Mason's hands. And in the first chance when they traded Mace to Charlotte for Larry Johnson, Mace made the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, th- that, that generational thing of not respecting players who came before them, 
and not understanding too for your fan base there's a difference of what's important to your fan base and as a player for your team and their position in the NBA you know what I'm saying Nate McMillan in Seattle was a god not mm-hmm. because he was the greatest player who ever walked the earth, but because he meant something to the Seattle Sonics fans. The way he played, that the way he you know gave himself to that franchise. Dale Davis and Antonio D- Davis in Indiana. You're not going to talk bad about them, the Pacers fans, because they meant something to that team during the 90s. It ain't about the stats. It's about yeah. what they help your team during a great era that you view mm-hmm. as a successful era. And what did they mean to that franchise? Everybody's not a Hall of Famer. That's fine. But they're, yeah. they're still gradients of players and you ain't gonna tell me that Charles Oakley doesn't when you talk about the history of the NBA that you're gonna leave him out you're not gonna leave Anthony Mason out of the story you can't tell me that because they are they pop up in too many places you know what I'm saying Oak matters in Toronto when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals that they play I mean Eastern Conference Sibbies that they playing up against Philly Mm -hmm. he matters to that team they don't get that far without his leadership being a part of that there's a reason that Jordan cried essentially when he was traded from Chicago to the Knicks Mm -hmm. Oak mattered yeah and another thing people need to understand something when LeBron James was in in Miami those four years he was not the leader the leaders in that locker room was Udonis Haslam and Dwayne Wade the Miami Heat are going to give Udonis Haslam yet another one-year deal for next year. 20 years. And he's been in the game for 20 years. And the only reason they play him, they're going to play him probably four minutes the entire season so he can qualify for the money for his check for the with, with the collective bargaining agreement. Because that guy gets people ready. You're going to walk this straight and narrow. When Miami got in that argument, now, this is how deep it is. When Golden State with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant got in that argument, they all you, you could tell it was almost over for the Golden State Warriors. When I saw Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolcher, and Udonis Hamilton going at it on the, on the sideline, I said, oh, man, they're going to the conference finals. Because you could tell that's what they do. They set cultures. And you remember a year ago, because right now I'm having flashbacks of every radio segment we have done over the last year. We are one year ahead of everybody else. I said the champion of the NBA is going to be in the front office. That ownership is going to be down with the front office, which is going to be down with the coaching staff, which is going to be down to the players. And what you saw was Joe Laker. Writing them checks, making sure that we're going to do this again. This was planned two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's why it means so much to Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Draymond. That's why they're talking trash because they sat there and took it when they won 15 games two years ago. Mm-hmm. They took it when they lost in the play-in tournament. They said they listened to everybody say it's over. They listened to Andrew Wiggins listening to a certain guy on Fox Sports saying, "This he's just a bad basketball player." It it is sacrilegious for anybody that has never played in the league, don't even understand playing in the league, never even played a pickup ball game with an NBA player. We have, we've been smoked on a basketball court playing pickup ball. 
the Randolph Children's system, the Rodney Rogers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, get, read, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. That are stronger and faster. They can say Andrew Wiggins is a bad basketball player and Golden State is not going to sniff another title again. Jalen Rose Jalen Rose a long time ago said, look, you can't call any player in the NBA a scrub. <laughs> and what Jalen meant by that, and, and writers didn't understand what he was talking about. And Kyrie Irving said this in the NBA, thir uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 on streetball. In the history of the NBA, there ain't been but around 5,000 people who have been able to play in that league. 5,000. Mm -hmm. You think about the amount of players there are across the country in high schools and colleges and semi-pro leagues and overseas leagues all mm -hmm. over the world right now playing basketball. And only 5,000 people in the history of this league that is 75 years old may have ever gotten to the pros. So there are no scrubs. Now, relative to your competition, did you have a successful career? Did you find your role? Did you find your niche? But like they say, every time you see these dudes and cats be calling about out Brian Scalabrini, be like, you can't ball. And then Brian Scalabrini shows up at the Y out of shape and lights dudes mm -hmm. up. You mm -hmm. don't know the level, the, what it takes to be an NBA player. You and I can't even still, still cannot comprehend it, but we mm -hmm. respect it. Oh, yeah. We respect that level of effort that it takes to get there. And I think people forget that, that, oh, just because you got there and you didn't do this. Now, I talk about people's games. We're going to be honest about your, your game as, as it is, as how you're playing. But we don't sit here and call people bad players. We don't sit here and say you don't belong in the league. I might say you're not living up to your job. Yeah. But that's a hell of a lot different than saying somebody can't play the game because you don't get to the NBA if you can't play the game. The yeah. mental part is just like the, the most for the most the most important part for most players is their confidence and their understanding of what it is that they're supposed to do. And that's in any job. If people don't understand their role and accept it, they're not going to be successful in it, no matter how talented they are. If you mm -hmm. don't understand and accept your role, you cannot be successful. It's that in the discipline in the discipline of taking care of your bodies. You have to eat right. You got to, you're going to have to, you got to lift the weights. It is 12 months a year. You have to work hard all the time. It was very lazy journalism when I saw that little video, Anthony Davis said, I ain't shot a ball since April the 5th. And everybody went crazy. I'm like, do you people really understand what that man really needs to do? He needs to get his body right. He needs to stretch. He needs to lift weights. He needs to run. He needs to change his his um his, his uh, workout regimen. He needs to find somebody to stay on the floor. And we and look, we are just begging here. 65 to 70 games. That's what his job is. We don't care. I don't care if that dude can shoot hadn't shot since April the 5th. And to be totally honest, which was even worse. When we go play basketball, because we're all ballers, all the people that are listening, playing basketball, what's the first thing you hear on a basketball court when you're ready to play pick up ball? Man, I ain't shot ball in six months. And you were there yesterday. That's just that's just basketball in, in general. Now, but to understand the work that take care of your body, 
in certain ways is even more important than actually staying on the teams, knocking down jumpers, and being, and being, being on rhythm because your greatest ability is availability. I cover the Lakers. You know Anthony Davis. Has, that ability is basically non-existent at this point. Another case of you telling us, hey, man, it's going, hey, man, I'm going to tell you, good luck, good luck with that. Didn't I, and I told you the exact expiration date. I yes, told you you were going to have a honeymoon of about a year. Yep. And then after that, people were going to see that he didn't really – he doesn't live like that. The dude no. does not take basketball that way. He's not – you know, again, you hate to compare people to unicorns like Kobe Bryant. But there's this clip of Kobe talking where he says, every time I stepped on the basketball court, I wanted to make you reconsider the decision to be an NBA player. That ain't Anthony Davis. That's not who he is. That's not what he's built to do. Anthony Davis, and there are people in every profession, and I, I, I keep trying to break this down for folks so that they understand, because the motivations are not different. Human beings are the same. There are people who are self-motivated and driven to be great in every field, that you don't have to tell them nothing. They come in on their own. They are, you, you know, in a newsroom, there's that cat who's there cutting his own packages from day one. He don't want, he's in there in the studio quick. He's getting his sound bites in, boom. They go in the booth and they knock him out in one cut. They are that serious. Yeah. The grinders, the people who know that they don't have a ton of ability, but they love what they do. And they're going to yeah. come in and work at it every day to be, to be consistent because that's the, the way they only know they can survive. I, I'm not great. So I got to be good every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not great. And then there's people who got jobs because they happen to, they need a job and they got to work. And this is what they're good at. They may not love what they do, but they're really good at it. And then some of those people are super talented and some of them are not so, but they got a job and they taking it. Anthony Davis does not strike me as a person who loves competition. I think no. that there are bas- Kyrie Irving, I think is the same way. He loves basketball. Kyrie loves playing basketball. He does not love the business of the NBA. He does mm-hmm. not love the, he is not a cutthroat nature person of playing the game. Kyrie will put on a show and Kyrie can help you win games, but Kyrie does not live the competition. That is not the most important thing to him. And there are certain players that if you took them out of the realm of basketball, if I took Dwayne Wade and I said, you couldn't play basketball anymore, Dwayne Wade would have competed as something else. If I took that away from Michael Jordan, if I took that away from Kobe, if I took that away from Shaq, they would have competed at something else. Davis just isn't that guy. And until you start understanding who players are and understanding how they're built, some people are not the same competitively. I think Andrew Wiggins is a perfect example of that, of a guy who, who does not have that kind of passion to lead, but I think wanted to win. Yeah. You know, they asked him to be something he was not. He's not a leader. He never was not at Kansas, not in high school. He was the best player. But you don't choose to be the best player. He didn't ask to be the most gifted and talented guy in his neighborhood or whatever, you know, at his school. What he wanted to do was win some games and he wanted to compete, but he found a role in Golden State where he didn't have to be the leader. He just Mm -hmm. he's free to play basketball in the role that they have asked him to play. They don't say, Andrew, give us 40 tonight. They say, Andrew, give us everything you got tonight. And he said, I can do that. 
But see, that's the thing with Anthony Davis is he has so much more ability. So you see a Kevin Garnett standing there and saying, well, I'm disappointed in AD. AD should be MVP of the league. There's a lot of guys who have the talent to be the MVP of the league. That's not what makes you the MVP. Yeah. Giannis is not the most talented player in the NBA. But Giannis but he wants works. it. He works. He wants it. you know it. he's gonna bring he's gonna bring he's gonna bring something back next year. Because I mean, let's be honest here. If Chris Middleton does not get hurt, Milwaukee's back in the NBA finals. Because you can't I mean, stop it's, Giannis. It's, yeah, you can't because like they could look like when he can hit that mid-range, it just opens up that lane. And you can't one on one. You're not stopping Giannis at all. And now that he has a respectable jumper, it's just, it just opens up, and he's going to learn from that that from that loss to Boston, and he's going to bring something else. And again, that's what Anthony Davis is missing at this point. He really is missing it because Kevin Garnett looked disappointed. It's one thing for people to be mad at you, or you on social media cracking jokes, putting all these memes, and you got him got his head on a, on, on, in a, on a guy in a wheelchair. That's one thing. But when your peers are looking at you, going, "This isn't it." Mm-hmm. We know, we understand that you're not working hard at this because the Lakers should have made the playing tournament. No matter what, okay? You, you have to make it no matter what. I just did a summer league game yesterday, covered it. I saw more movement. I saw more purpose. I saw more structure than I did the entire season. Because you can see that him, it's like the same thing with Kyrie, with Kyrie Irving and James and Kevin Durant is the same thing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Sometimes if friends, they got to be tough on you. They got to say, dude, we're going to the gym. Hey, dude, we're going to the weight room. Dude, we're going to run today. We're going to do yoga. Where you at? Stretches in. You know, make sure you going to, I mean, what, what, you do, what you doing today? What Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, even Dennis Rodman, Ron Harper and those cats, the breakfast club, you doing this today? Like Kobe, get up at three in the morning in the gym yeah. by four. Take your two-hour workout. Come home. Cool down. Back in the gym at noon. Two hours more. Cool down. Back in the gym at four. <laughs> it's like and get and get mad at Phil and get mad at Phil Handy because he late. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was five o'clock uh, p.m. No, man, it's five o'clock a.m. That's what we do. Why are you such a butthole, man? Man, I work hard. And I see these cats walking in 10 minutes before practice and then leaving early. I ain't giving them the ball. I mean, look, if, he look at, if he can look Shaq in the face and say, look, you ain't working hard for the ball. And he's seven feet, 300 pounds, a muscle with, with the Lakers. Who are these cats in, uh, that came from behind him? So I don't think really right now, in this era, and I think that I think everybody's missing the point where it comes to the style of play and stuff like that. It's the mental fortitude. The, the thing that and I you want to win no matter what. Isaiah Thomas, hey, look, I'm, I would die for a title. We believe That's it. why those guys didn't make you. People forget how short the careers were. Look, mm-hmm. Magic played, it was like, listen, for Jordan to play, essentially played 11 seasons. Jordan's career is essentially 11 seasons. 
know what I'm saying? Isaiah Thomas essentially played 12 years of basketball. 12. Magic Johnson, you know, from 79 to 92. That's 13 years. Magic got 13, 14 years before the HIV, you know, diagnosis. But even then, you're talking about guys, Bird was done by 92. Came in the league in 1980, done. I mean, 79, done by 92. So you talk about it's not the same physically because these dudes were doing it. They didn't have the, the kind of technology. They didn't have the kind of understanding Absolutely. of how to take care of their bodies. They didn't have that. But they instead, all they did was play 82 games, play 40 mm-hmm. minutes out of the 82 games. Mm-hmm. Win the playoffs. Playoffs. And then they do that flying coach and do that riding on buses in the early part of the 80s and doing this on taking – red eye flights and all of this playing more back to backs, all these things that these guys do not have now. There's no, and so it's not, and it's not about pitting one error against another, but you cannot with um, withhold the, the differences and then just compare people straight up and say, this is how it's supposed to be. Because when you look at the way, like you said, the way it is now, one of the things that assistant coaches have always told me is that this generation of players, and it's not an insult. It's just the fact is that, they are not trained through adversity nope. because their whole, once you are determined at 12, 13 years old now that you're on the scale to be something, then the world gets manipulated for you to make it easier by yep. putting you on easy AAU squads, loaded high school teams, all these mm. things where you only play with great people. Yep. You only get to play with great people. So if that's the case, you're not you. You go to college for one year where you played with a bunch of great people, yeah. great players of that, relatively speaking. So then you're done with that after a year and you come to the NBA. And now all of a sudden there are people just as good as you, if not better. And they're mm-hmm. grown and they're telling you something completely different. It's a reality check. And I think that's where the now the mental fortitude, the question is far different than it was for guys in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands, because you had done your test because you had to get three years of college and from a lot of these guys to fight. So you didn't want to leave after your freshman year. You, it was yeah. so rare. So you had to prove something over the three years you had to come up. There were no, the AU circuit was completely different. There was yeah. no super friends types teams for when them dudes was coming up in the eighties. You know what I mean? And if there was, you had a great team. It was, everybody was in your city. The, the reason Chris Webber and Jalen Rose played together is because they both from Detroit. Jalen didn't fly down to Atlanta and go play with a group down there. But yeah. now you see kids from California meeting up with kids from Nevada, meeting up with kids from Texas and playing on the same teams in the summer. That shit didn't happen 20 years ago. Yeah. You didn't have these friendships. You spent your entire summer hearing about the dude on this team. If you were in the ACC, you heard about dudes in the Big Ten. You heard about this cat over in California. You heard about somebody down south. And you watched him on TV and you said, if I ever play that dude, I'm going to bust his ass. Because I'm never going to play him. I'm not going to see him in the summer. I'm not going to see him in the gym. I'm not going to see him in these things. Uh Now, these cats know each other from the time that they're 12, 13 years old. They have built a completely different level of relationship with each other. There's no way a shade and sharp happens. 10 years ago, where you say, I'm going to skip my entire freshman year at Kentucky, at Kentucky, and just say, I'm not playing this year, and yeah. then go lottery? Yeah. And had a chance at one point, people were talking about him as a top five? And you're talking about shit, a guy who played zero college games 
and didn't even his senior year of high school kind of was like, man, because yeah. it was during COVID. So you couldn't really compare it because he didn't play against anybody great then. And you got and hey, throw in Sharif O'Neal. God bless him. And look, I hope it works out for him. But you need to understand his dad said you need to get an education. Because people forget he had heart open heart surgery. Folks, that, that matters. When it comes to that motor, it does matter. And Reef he went to UCLA didn't work. UCLA didn't work out. He went to he went to he went to LSU. Three points, two rebounds. That's the average. And went to the transfer portal. And if he went to, to if he's trying to get on with the Lakers, and he's lucky he did because of his name, because of the name. And Jenny Buss said, "Hey, give him a deal and whatnot." Because it's it no sweat off of their back to give him this little summer league deal. That ain't nothing. That ain't, even paid. That ain't no guarantee. Yeah, so, this is what we're looking, but this is what we're looking at right now. This is what it's like. You don't want to improve your game. And I'm going to tell you something. I saw him again in the game. He played okay, 6.6 rebounds, but you could tell that he is overmatched in a sense because Miami was terrible. Miami was just, they, they didn't play well. The Lakers did, but we don't know how well they played. They won 166. Sharif is not exceptional at anything. No. That's just being, he's not an exceptional athlete. He's not an exceptional shooter. He's not an exceptional post player. He's not yeah. an exceptional defender. He's, he's, I mean, he's it's one thing to say raw, but just looking at him, I would not, I'd say it take, it's going to take years for you to see mm-hmm. something close to an NBA type player. If he, if that's even in him. And right yeah. now I wouldn't say it is. I would definitely say it. Look, he he's gonna he may slide through this year on that two way contract, and you know those two way contracts can go away. He's got one foot in. He's got one foot overseas as we speak, and that's based on. Look, I don't like basing on one game, but I can. You can tell when a guy is overmatched. You can tell when he's overthinking. You can tell when he's like like he's stiff trying to figure out where to go. Game experience, none. And that's from that's from college. It's like. You have to be able to take coaching. And I'm going to tell you something. This Brooklyn Nets fiasco that started with Kevin Durant, I told my I told my people, get ready for an NBA lockout. Enjoy the games that you have right now. Next year, enjoy them. This offseason has we, – we talked about this during the – during, at the pandemic, we first started talking about this because there was the threat mm-hmm. then, before they went into the bubble, about reopening the collective bargaining agreement. The NBA could have done yep. it then if they felt like it. Yes. And now the NBA has made this record revenues because we just saw that the revenues, they, they have fully come back from the pandemic revenue-wise. They mm-hmm. made $25 what, billion more this year something in total revenue than they did last year. So yeah. that's why the cap jumped up by another um, $10, 15000000 million per team. Yeah. So the NBA is making money, but what they do not like, and people are, I say people are accurate. I don't, I don't want to say right because it's an opinion, but they are accurate. If David Stern were still in charge and all these players, starting with this Nets nonsense of Katie saying, well, first, this, you know, the whole part of it, Kyrie saying, I'm going to keep my commitment to the Nets and KD, which at the time I was like, no. Hey, we ain't nobody believe that. I said, you believe keep that. a commitment to $31.7 million. That's what you're yeah. committed to. Yeah. 
You, you don't have a commitment to Kevin Durant. You don't have a commitment to the Nets. You committed to $31.7 million. 37.1, yeah. excuse me, reversed it. That's what Kyrie was thinking about. So then immediately, so once she says that, the next day, Kevin Durant says, I want out. Kevin Durant still has, what, three years remaining on his deal? No, it just started. It was four. Four, four years. And what did I, he said he has said he has made history. He is the first NBA player to not live up to a contract that hasn't even started yet. He just got the extension. Just got the extension. Just got the extension. Four years at $198 million. But I'm going to tell you something right here in that. And I used to be a fan of Kyrie Irving and Kevin. I mean, huge fans. I used to believe Kyrie Irving was the reason why Cleveland won the title. I thought Kevin Durant was better than LeBron James. I was dead wrong. The one thing about LeBron James is this. Now, does he like to manipulate uh, teams into, into making moves and stuff? like? Absolutely. Does he complain about the roster daily? He's probably doing it now through the mouthpiece of Rich Paul. We understand that. The Lakers are, they ought to just change their names to Clutch Sports Lakers. Don't even call them Los Angeles Lakers. Well, the Los Angeles 75% of them are Clutch clients. Let's be clear. But there's one thing that man has always done in his 20 years. He honored that contract. He will he walked out when it was done now. Yeah. It will leave you hanging with nothing left. However, he will honor that contract. And everybody talk about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, when you talk about that bubble, he didn't want none of those players. He didn't want to play in the bubble. Because he didn't want, he couldn't go down there. I, I, don't, I don't think we need to be playing. We don't need to be playing. Don't go down there. Let's just say if Kyrie Irving, we, let's say everybody listen to Kyrie Irving, we don't go to the bubble and we don't play. Automatic lockout. Contracts null and void. And the lights go out. Kyrie going to be straight, obviously. There's something he does, and he must have saved his money. And it's like it's almost to the point that he is clueless to what he says that affects other people. Unless it affects him, it does not matter. He cannot leave. This guy cannot leave. I'd like to say this guy can grow up and figure it out and he apologized. to it's just, 10 years. Yeah, it's, 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 it's way too it's, it's too late. And now what he's doing, and really to be totally honest with you, because I really think he's going to go to, he's going to be, he, we know he's going to be traded. We know he's going to be traded. But the thing is, nobody wants him. I think he ends up in Dallas. I think it's up. I don't think Mark. Oh, oh, really? And you know, some people have said that. And here's why: why I don't think it's going to happen. He cannot. He is not going to be able to exist with Luka Doncic with that attitude. I just think he is not going. Look, let him let him try. Let him try that. Oh, I I, I'm gonna call in sick because uh I got an ingrown toenail. Ain't got no COVID rules in Texas, so. Cuban is Mark Cuban is not going to pay that man a lot of money not to show up. And the no. problem is Stephen A. Smith is saying what he's telling you is let's make it obvious because you talked about in all aspects of human humanity and when it comes to work. You got to come to work. I mean, is, is anybody shocked about the, when he didn't take that vaccine? The game was over. Like the Brooklyn Nets said, we're not going to extend you. I mean, look at, look I at told, we, we talked about it. 
I said, there's no way we played ball. We are not going to run suicides. We're not going to lift weights and go through all that body soreness. We're not going to be doing six inches. We're not going to be sitting up here running and, and listening to and shooting thousand shots a day and then going to the, to, the, to, the, to the season, playing all them games, getting beat up, getting that, getting that ice bath. And he sits at home. And then you going to come back all of a sudden, 20 games left, and, and take my minutes? Ain't no way it's going to happen. But at the time, we thought it was going to be the bench players. Nobody thought it would be James Harden. There's one thing James ain't going to take. And, and, and as much as we can we can criticize James Harden for his lack of keeping himself in shape, which, he, which has certainly destroyed his career over the last two, three years, because James Harden is the shell of himself. He cannot drive to the basket anymore. And his mm -hmm. shooting has become uh, not as good because he cannot make, create the separation. You can't just be shooting step back threes all day when people know you can't blow by him. There's, so, but the stuff that happened, we said, look, when, when Brooklyn made the decision, essentially, when you said, when they said, okay, we're going in on KD and Kyrie, we already said that was tough because players have never made good GMs. It doesn't work. Not when you're active. You cannot. LeBron tries it, and it, it has worked on occasion. But more often than not, again, the greatest successes of LeBron's career was when he had the least control. Miami was yeah. the best part of his career. He played the best. He The team was the best. The His effort on both ends was more consistent than it had been at any other point in his career for those four seasons in Miami, and he had the least control during that stretch. And even more, he stole the blueprint from Pat Riley. Stole it. But didn't follow it to a T. But did no, not follow but see, it to a T. That's just like, that's like reading a book. And knowing all the words, but you don't know what it means. And so, and you, I think the, the the NBA and the and the NBA, everybody wants to be like Golden State. Everybody want to just jack up threes. Everybody want to be like the Splash Brothers, but they don't understand the system that puts them together to get open. And Kevin Durant figured that out when the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals. Because man, I'm gonna tell you, I. The Boston Celtics exposed Kevin Durant this season. They beat him up. I'm a skinny dude. I've been skinny all my life. When you play basketball, what they do is they send elbow shivers to your ribs and to they your stayed back. Under him. They stayed yep. under him. They did not let KD get the spots. If you put a 6'10 Jason Tatum or a 6'9 Jalen Brown, KD's height advantage is mitigated already. And if you mm -hmm. stay right in his chest and there's no real point guard or there's no real ball movement to get KD the opportunity to free himself up because he's still 34 years old. And yes. so it's not the same, you know, it's not three, four years ago. This is not only 34, he's a dude who's come off a of torn Achilles and other injuries that he's had to deal with over his career, bad foot, all those things mm -hmm. that Kevin Durant has had to deal with that accumulates. And that's who he is now. But you put your, your franchise in the hands of two guys who then picked your coach. And said, yeah. we're going to take the guy that we like. And Kyrie, remember, we talked about this on the radio, too. When Kyrie mm -hmm. said, we got three head coaches, me, KD, oh. and Steve. And we said, that won't, that's done it's already. Over. If and you it's ain't over. got, it's one coach. Can't have and, to the and to Laker fans that are listening, you remember how you dog DeAndre Jordan? He only got paid $2 million. He only got paid $2 million. 
The Brooklyn Nets gave him four years at $40 million because of those two. That whole roster, adding Blake Griffin, adding all these guys, those were the decisions made by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Those are the people they asked for. And then when the Harden trade gets made and you bring in that and you and you do all what they did, you, you built that mess. And then it mm-hmm. didn't work. Two years in a row, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. For whatever reasons you want to throw at the table, but it didn't work. And it didn't work by a lot. You didn't get yeah. to a conference final. You didn't, you know, you didn't win. So and you got swept. It got swept in the first round. You're the only team that got that swept in the postseason. They did not win a game in the entire playoffs. You're the only one. Yeah. Last year you got beat. You can say, well, it was about the foot and all this stuff. And if we have that Milwaukee, okay, but you mm-hmm. still didn't get past them. And that's yeah. basketball. That's the way this happens. The game, every game got something like that that happens. You didn't get there. So you spent three years because you sat one year with KD of not playing KD at all while he was recovering. So in three mm-hmm. years, you got one playoff series win. One. For all that money that you Brooklyn spent on, and you fired your coach, and you sent Jared Allen to, to Cleveland, where Jared Allen became an all-star and helped turn the Cavs around and became one of the more valuable bigs in the league. You dismantled a team that had fought its ass off in the bubble and mm-hmm. had worked for Jacques Bond that yep. went undefeated down there in my in, in Orlando, and you sent those dudes packing. You said, Spencer Dinwiddie, we don't need you. We said, you said, mm-hmm. we don't need this guy. We don't need this guy. And you ended up with this cult of personality of guys who say that they're friends, and mm-hmm. then that shit don't work. Because it ain't about friends. I, yeah. I, I don't care what you the Bulls wasn't about friends. The Lakers nope. wasn't about friends. The Spurs, yeah. even if the Spurs got along, Tim Duncan is not having cookouts right now with Manu Ginobili. They are yeah. they were good work partners, but they are yeah. not best friends. Tim's yeah. best friends are people that he lived with in his regular life. That's still your job. And it didn't work when Dwayne Wade and LeBron tried to recreate it in Cleveland because mm-hmm. that shit with your friends rarely works. You cannot win trying to play with your friends. You play with your friends yeah. in video games. You play with your friends at the park. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, it ain't about friends. Dray, there's no way you could tell me that Draymond has a whole bunch of friends on the Warriors. They no. like they might like working with Draymond because he helps them yeah. win. But you ain't trying to Draymond. That's not he's not everybody's friend. Steph and Clay aren't like they're close, but they ain't hanging out. They ain't on no banana boats. No. <laughs> so this Steph, when Steph wins his game. title, he go home to the wife and the kids. Clay goes on his boat with his dog and chills out. Draymond goes to his podcast, and they and literally after that parade, they go. See you in September hey, for training camp. I never heard about grown men in sports league saying I won't play with my friend before. This is this is the thing that I never, not in any sport, not in baseball, not in football, where people talk about I want to be with my friend. It doesn't matter, man. You're trying to win basketball games. That's the goal is to win a championship, and you want to be in the most competitive. Jimmy Butler, who is a cut below all of these guys. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is a very good player, but he is never going to win an MVP. He's never going to be first team all NBA. But Jimmy Butler wants to win. Win. And that dude will do whatever he thinks he has to do 
to win. Miami came up short. That was a flawed team, obviously, because they bet on Kyle Lowry, who you and I both said last year was done and wrong. Yeah. Miami took a shot, and they thought maybe a healthy Kyle Lowry would be the difference because they didn't have a point guard the year before because Goran Dragic got hurt. Well, that didn't pan out. So now Miami's trying to figure something out. But the main thing Miami is going to do, because even if they're in this Kyrie, and I don't think Miami really is in the Kyrie, they would rather have KD than Kyrie if you're Miami. Absolutely. Well, look, let's be clear on something. And I want to make sure your listeners are paying attention to this. Nobody wants Kyrie Irving but the Lakers. I mean, look, they, look, Philly, like they want, we want Philly. Philly want them and Dallas want them. That's probably coming out of his camp. The only team that's really going to put up with him is probably the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's because of LeBron. And here's why. Because LeBron why don't people – that's one. But you know something? What team – because as soon as he get off the plane, that's what gets me about this. Because the Russell Westbrook thing, ain't, ain't, it ain't guaranteed. As soon as Kyrie Irving gets off the plane, he's going to ask for a max extension. As soon as it's over with. Guaranteed. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here. Podcast. And this- he is going to ask for one immediately. And, and LeBron, LeBron is leaving. LeBron, LeBron is gone. LeBron is gone. AD is I gotta opt out too. So he's probably gonna be gone too. Because he is not gonna win. he cannot carry that team by himself. They are already killing him. He can't take that. Look, another case of you being absolutely right and being on record. Lakeshowlife.com has you on record saying this is not the guy. He does not have the middle fortitude to carry a franchise of an iconic status. He needs LeBron to take the lead. That's why they're in trouble. Think about it. The, the Lakers have a 21-year veteran that's supposed to be the best player on the team. Let that sink in. Russell Westbrook, really, to be totally honest with you, is their last saving grace because he will show up every single night. And the reason why he struggled is because Frank Vogel had absolutely no offensive schemes to speak of in any way, form, or fashion. And it AD took six LeBron games of preseason. AD yeah. LeBron won't change. No. AD has no desire to be a center, which at this stage of his career, he should be playing center every night. Yeah, but you know something? He can't. He is not going to take that pounding. He's going to shoot 15 footers for the rest of his career. He's going to do exactly the same thing he did last year. The only difference between the bubble and the year before, and this year, he made the jumpers and he was hitting free throws. He can't hit free throws anymore. I've told people, you you go look at it. Mm -hmm. The thing that that made, and we're going to move on from AD because I know folks will be like, I'm tired of hearing about AD. But I'm going to say this. The thing that made AD in New Orleans, was the fact that Alvin made his life so easy that mm-hmm. every shot Anthony Davis took was within basically seven feet of the rim. Every shot. No player. And people tried to get me on this. They talk about AD being able to create for himself. Over his career, when you compare the percent of baskets assisted on for AD, compare him to Carl Anthony Towns, compare him to Giannis, compare him to any big, AD is 20%, 20 points higher as far as needing assists to score than those Mm -hmm. guys. He is not a person who generates his own points. He requires you to put him in scoring position. 
Alvin yeah. Gentry did that by saying, we're going to run and we're going to get you lobs and we're going to get you these dump offs and you're going to get all these little inside. The... Nobody had a higher dunk totals. You know, it was it was like Giannis and AD dunks, 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 dunks. Then you're going to get the little 15 footers because you've been inside all the time. Well, once yeah. you take away the inside, which is what AD has done, his percentage of shots within 10 feet of the rim has gone down every year in L.A. His percentage of assisted back baskets has gone down every year in L.A. His percentage of games played has gone down every year in L.A. Those things do not reverse quickly. Yeah. Because Rajon Rondo's not there. Rondo's not, Rondo's going to look for Rondo's going to look for a um for the lob and look for the pass before the shot at any time. That's why they wanted him so bad. But now that he's old, he's going to probably make he's probably out of the league and probably on his way to assistant coaching job somewhere. He doesn't have those type of things right now. And, and LeBron doesn't pass that way. LeBron no. is an off motion passer. He is yes. not an off the dribble passer. Mm-hmm. Ron doesn't do that. And he, he doesn't. And if he is attacking the basket, he's kicking out to pass. He is not dropping off to big yeah. in, the, in the paint because he's six, mm-hmm. nine. So yeah. if you're six, nine, you ain't trying to drop off to somebody else. If it gets too deep in there and you're six, nine, you kick it out. Yeah. Or finish to Anthony Davis's strength. You have yeah. two players whose games do essentially do not fit, and you brought into that a guy whose best strength, Russell Westbrook, is attacking consistently. Yeah. But LeBron ain't running the floor like that, and AD ain't running the floor like that anymore. They don't want to do that. So for Russ, it doesn't fit either, and Russ has his limitations. But when you take three people and all their limitations fight each other, you cannot yeah. win, and that's what you got. That's what you got. Yeah, but this, but see, people think that this is just. I'm going to take your 25 points and eight boards and nine assists, and I'm going to throw that in here. And LeBron has 27 points and nine assists, and I'm going to put that right there. And AD has 25 points and nine boards, and I'm going to put that. And this is my team. It doesn't work like that. It's just analytics, y'all. It's just a computer. It's just a computer readout. This is not 2K. You cannot just put them on and have your Galaxy Opals and your, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. It, you, you can't do it. It doesn't work that way. These are real people. Um, Let's talk about Utah and Minnesota because I like what Minnesota is doing here. Because what in this regard, I understand Minnesota figured out Carl Towns cannot defend the paint. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's true. Carl Towns wants to be the best shooting big man, and in the playoffs, Carl Towns did not win a single game for the for the Timberwolves. Carl Towns is not that dude that way. Anthony Edwards might be that dude, you know yes. what I'm saying, personality-wise and skill-wise. He's, because at least the one thing we know about Anthony Edwards is that dude believes he's better than everybody and everything. Absolutely. I love that dude. I so that dude. you take a Gobert who can set, again, those pick, those you know, a screen assist for a guy like Edwards who has that athleticism to get to the basket. You also clog up that space and allow if the, if they decide to keep D'Angelo Russell, if you keep him now, D'Angelo's got again. You can kick out and solo. Uh, D'Lo's got some empty uh, open shots. You now open it up for Carl Towns to stand in that corner that he loves to knock down those threes, mm-hmm. and you add somebody defensively that when those two guys up front are reaching, they got to go deal with Gobert in the middle now, and that's what Minnesota lacked 
Interior defense was there. They couldn't do anything in the interior. I They have to add some pieces, clearly. But that was a team that had good energy going into the postseason. They just were yeah. stupid. They're just a stupid team. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the yeah. – they don't the play smart. Boston was that they were stupid when they had 20 point leads and you're blowing them because you didn't take the right shots because you couldn't get enough stops. Gobert helps in that, in that he can close possessions with his boards. He can block shots. He can stop people from getting in the paint. I think that's a good move for Minnesota. I think Utah has overestimated Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell is not the star that you build around. Donovan Mitchell, this whole Dwayne Wade comparison <laughs> to me is false because he is not Dwayne Wade. He is a six foot four volume shooter who does not play defense and who does not pass the ball particularly well. And the biggest loss for, for Utah last year was the fact that they didn't have Joe Ingles and you got a player who's supposed to be a leader and who was only throwing it to Gobert, not assist, two passes a game to Rudy Gobert. Two passes a game from Donovan Mitchell. So if you are willing to sacrifice your team over some petty bullshit like that, and your team now is telling you your coach is gone, the front office is all messed, changed up, and they are getting rid of everybody that was good around him that actually gave Royce O'Neal was the defender on the wing. Who's going to defend now with Donovan Mitchell, who has shown no desire to play defense over the course of his NBA career? Okay. Now, allow me to retort. Five first-round picks. Five first-round picks. <laughs> All them assets for Rudy Gobert. Now, you, for the things that you just eloquently put out there, the, the rim protection, the, the, the block shots, the, the defensive player of the year multiple times. That's wonderful. But I asked Tony Jones of the Athletic myself because I got mad too. I'm like, why isn't this dude getting the ball? Why is this not guy not getting the ball? He said, simple. The man, the man cannot catch the ball. If it ain't an alley-oop, it is a mystery to us all. This but it's is not like throwing but money you, in the- you don't throw the ball in. It's not, it's not about him being the it's, – it's the balancing of the floor, and Mitchell would disregard that. They did not count on him to catch the ball in the post or in any way situation other than alley use. Now, let's talk about this part right here. Rudy Gobert, the last two postseason, got exposed. I don't know. The Clippers embarrassed embarrassed him. No. The guards got him exposed. The guards for Utah defensively got Gobert exposed because they didn't do their jobs. How easy was it to penetrate on the Jazz? Look, I agree with the Donovan Mitchell thing. I absolutely agree with that. But Rudy Gobert, can, he, can, he can defend the paint. But if you stretch that floor and you put a guy in the left corner, and I just watched Terrence Mann destroy him and eliminate the Jazz two years ago, I'm like, what in the world? To the point that Quinn Snyder had to sit him down. They do the same thing every single time, driving kick, driving kick. Rudy Gobert goes out. They have plenty of time to shoot the basketball. Now, is some of this on Quinn Snyder? Absolutely. Bad defense on Donovan Mitchell. You got to understand something. They probably was wearing him out because, look, Mike Conley is done. Yeah. Mike Conley cannot guard a statue. But we haven't seen Mitchell guard since he got to the league. 
But Mike Conley is just as bad, if not worse, and you cannot justify him because he cannot score on the offensive end. Mike Conley's with 37? You gave him a $150 million contract. But if it you really tell me is not going around Donovan Mitchell, then I'm expecting more effort from you, dude, because there are nights when he shoots four for 15 from the field and he but doesn't help with the need. You need him to shoot four for 15 because you but really don't, don't have any offensive scores on the team. You really don't have that offensive uh, firepower. And when Joe Ingles got hurt, you're right, Nate. When you don't have, when you lose those shooters, I don't know what happened to Michael Conley's jump shot. It's gone. His offensive game is toast. But do you think I mean, you want to talk about you build your team around Donovan Mitchell? Actually, yes, I think I could. I really, really could. You think he's now, a one? You think he's a one? Like a a, a and a, a guy like because like you said, they could keep comparing this dude to Dwayne Wade, and we knew Dwayne Wade was special. You know, you know something? That's lazy. That's lazy, and that's lazy journalism. It it really is. There's Dwayne D-Wade Wade won the there. first playoff series he ever got into. Dwayne Wade was that dude. So that's like that's like comparing that's like comparing Denzel Washington to Denzel Jones. Okay, we can't do we we got to stop doing that. He is not Dwayne Wade even at his even at at the top level of his game. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was great at Marquette. Dwayne Wade was great at Miami. Chicago, to be totally honest with you, and everybody continues to forget that people forget um, how they dragged that team and they could have they, they were exactly. It, they just hated the coach. They hated the coach. And look, one, hey, one, one Rajon Rondo, Rondo broken thumb, they upset Boston. So we know what it is when it comes to him. Donovan Mitchell, had, now look, he's going to have to improve. And hopefully Will Hardy will do that and say, look, at, lock him in a room and say, this is some video here of your defense. And look, he'll be in there for six months. Looking at all the defensive breakdown that he does for the uh, for the um, Utah Jazz, but I will say this because I don't think even back as far as COVID, when Rudy Gobert was ground zero for the infection, I don't think Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, I wasn't there, don't know, I don't think he ever got over that. No, and at that time, and look, and you can't blame him. I mean, COVID being uh, new at the time, we didn't know nothing about it. And it was a scary time. So he never really got over that. But I know they do not trust each other on the on the floor. And you had and to they had him. to get off that bad contract. You but you got to remember, Danny Ainge used to – what did Danny Ainge do when he went to Boston? Bro, he blew down. it up and went and got a whole lot of draft picks and started flipping them picks around. He didn't flip them enough. That's Look. the thing is with Danny Ainge held on to them Boston picks too long. Yeah, but look, that's he why got he ain't in Boston. Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, like his legacy is there's Boston is still eating off that Brooklyn Nets deal from years ago because of that guy. I think he's trying to recreate that with the Utah Jazz, and on top of that, have some flexibility with the cap. I don't they think they had to done. break. It. They had to break. Yes, it up. I'm just my thing is I just don't know what they are. Is is it, are because either you're deciding to fully bottom out this year. And because I don't see, you know, they don't have any players. They don't have no players. So well, you, no. you're fully bottoming out. So Donovan Mitchell has better understand it this year that this is the test for him. This is the test. Are you going to be a man about this? Because now it's, this is when it gets tough. Can you survive this? Because if you even let's, we can use Dwayne Wade again about this. When it got bad for D Wade, the years after they had won the first title, and it started mm-hmm. to go backwards, and they missed the playoffs one time. 
Mm-hmm. Dwayne said this ain't never happening again. It ain't never yeah. happening again. Donovan Mitchell has to, if you want to be the guy, it's not enough to have the biggest picture outside the stadium. It's not enough to be the guy on the front of the, the book for the team when they sell a season tickets. Yep. You, you want to take ownership of the franchise as far as what happens on the court. And that's the thing. Forever, for now, Donovan Mitchell has to be the guy then who steps up, win or lose. It's yep. on you, dude. And you have to accept that responsibility. It's on me. That's the, yeah. that what it, that's what it is for Doc. He's gotten they cleared the deck for you. They've cleared yeah. the deck for you. It's on you. You have to you, and, you accept it or you don't. And you cannot. And look, Will Hardy is a, is going to. They, they got a good coach in Will Hardy. They got one. I mean, I think he, he's a, he's an excellent young coach, uh, well, assistant coach. Me, I mean, they gave him five years, and don't nobody yeah. give young rookie coaches a five year deal. No, not in this day and age. This guy really can put some things together. And with them assets and the flexibility and getting Rudy, Rudy Gobert out of town, maybe Will Hardy has a, uh, has, a, has a plan and a system that will work, that will speed up the pace for the Utah Jazz to, make, uh, to, to, to help out Donovan Mitchell in a, in a sense. I don't know, and I don't know how you can do it with Michael Conley, with, with him basically, basically being done, but we shall see. But I will say this. I think Minnesota gave up way too much because if this does not work, I don't know where you can go from here because everybody's talking, they're trying to. Because I think then you you can move off of towns is what you would have to do because they ain't giving up Edwards. They just handed him a 220 value. They gave him a huge extension. He ain't going nowhere. Carlin Towns ain't going nowhere. If it doesn't work, if this bottoms out, Towns is the most likely one to go. Because you can't trade Gobert again because his contract, no. people aren't going to absorb it. And you're not trading Edwards because he's still on his rookie deal. So yeah. if it doesn't work, Towns still at least has value for a team that would say, we need a big that can do these things, blah, 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 blah. You could make the move and get some picks back for Towns as well. He's the guy that's your, your break in case this does not work. But if you're Minnesota at some point too, you got into the playoffs for the first time in like, you know, however many years, you've only been in the playoffs twice in the last decade. You at some point you have to say we got to try. If you're Minnesota, you have to try because you're not. Again, they're not getting free agents. They're and yeah. you can't rely on a constant stream of 19 year olds. That's not going to get you anywhere. At some point, you need some veterans, and this was the fastest way for them to get an in all NBA veteran. Yeah, but you know something. Be told honest with you, and everybody's cracking jokes because Pat Bev said told uh, told uh, Steph Curry, "Hey man, the next five years is mine." And yeah. As frequent flyer miles as he is, because, I mean, he's been on five teams in those five years. But like him or not, he was one of the guys that really got that team with the mindset in that locker room that they can succeed. Now he's gone. D'Angelo Russell, look, they're trying to move him, and that's nice. But what team is going to – people? when people say, well, they're going to try to trade uh, D'Angelo Russell, we got to think of the other side too. Who wants him? I don't know. Like, like even with the even with the with the Brooklyn Nets thing, I mean, but who? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, you gotta. He's not worth. He he is an inefficient player, and it's just time. And, and you were talking about how bad how how the, the um, Timberwolves do not play smart. A lot of it is him mm-hmm. jacking up them threes. On the break, <laughs> but you you stop it and pull it up. You're not Steph. You're not Steph. I mean, it took you you. The Golden State Warriors gave you four year, hundred million dollar contract. 
to get to get get past this Kevin Durant thing. Okay, fine. You lasted about six months before they realized this is not it. And traded Andrew for Andrew Wiggins when Andrew Wiggins' market value was was bottoming out. Had Bungie jumped like so low that everybody just knew there's just no way. I don't see anybody. I mean, I hope he saved his money that four year, hundred million dollars, because that's going to be his big contract. Because he he's he he is a nice shooter. And when I say nice, I'm being kind. Nice shooter. He's a streaky he shooter. Not playmate. He's streaky. He's a streaky shooter. He is. He. I would say he's like a poor man's Nick Van Exel. Yes. Yeah. Poor but even Nick had handles, and, he, and even Nick had handles. Yeah. Nick was. I mean, like I said, Nick was a better passer. Nick yes. was a better, more consistent shooter at his best. Like he could be a lead type guard that and also was a leader. That yes. that team with Nick Van Exel going even back to Cincinnati at, at, at college. It was Nick Van Exel's uh-huh. team. So that's why yes. I say D'Angelo is more like a poor man's Nick Van Exel, a lefty, likes to volume shoot, heat check guy, but is not yeah. the passer, not the creator, and not the leader. That Nick Van and Exel don't, and don't even have the handles. That's the main thing. Don't even have the handles because that's where, he's, that's where he turns the ball over. You pressure him, he cannot bring the ball up the court.